What is cracking YouTube? This is the Art of Partnerships, episode five. I'm Mario Arroyo, agent extraordinaire. Right here, we got my boy. Kevin Brady, a.k.a. Senor Brady. And guys, this episode is going to be a little different from what we've done in the past. We've decided to just, uh, you know, Kevin and I sit down, talk a little bit about, you know, what our... What we got going on ourselves, uh, the entrepreneurial world in general, and, um, you know, just kind of dive into um, what our thoughts and beliefs are as far as investing in yourself, as far as investing in your business, and uh, we're hoping you guys get a lot of value from this. You want to add anything to that? No, I, absolutely. So what we're going to do today is kind of break down how we approach our finances, uh, what we do with our money, what we do with the income that comes in from our businesses. And how we reinvest it, and for ourselves, how we take the money that comes for our, from our reinvestments and use that to buy our toys. We don't buy the toys from the income that we generate through our normal jobs, but we buy it through the passive income that we get from the investments that we make. And we really want to emphasize that today. I really couldn't have said it better myself. That is spot on on what we want to cover today. And, uh, you know, just diving right into it, you know, this is something to where entrepreneurship, it's, it's, it could be, it could get crazy. As far as crazy, what I mean is like, you know, one day you're broke and six months later, you're, you made the most money you've ever made in your life. Right. You know, so some people actually, go crazy with that you know next thing you know they're buying vacations uh they're buying the brand new car they're buying the watch they're buying the the gold necklace um you know so that's just kind of like kevin and i we really shifted away from that you know we're we're not the people to where i'm a loud guy myself if you know me personally you know i'm a guy that i love to talk i love to talk about myself yeah, uh kevin's a lot more quiet <laughs> you know but um at the end of the day you know one thing that i i always have preached and uh, you know it actually took me a while to learn this was um you know the liabilities you know the liabilities as far as uh, the new car you know the jewelry and stuff like that um that's going to hinder your growth for the future you know, so um, just piggybacking off of what what Kevin just said, uh, for those that don't know, and I think I covered this in episode one, was that, you know, I did own a uh, my own forklift business and uh, we were doing sales and I was doing very well at the age of 19, at the age of 20, it all came crashing down. You know, I lost it all, uh, you know, living out of my car, ended up moving in with my fiance and her parents and her family. And uh, it was one of the worst times of my life. You know, I quitted a warehouse job. I quit that warehouse job to start my own business the business went great i spent my money stupidly and a year and a half almost two years later i found myself back at that warehouse job and it was the most depressing day of my life yeah. you know so i learned a lot you know so um with that being said that's how i got my lessons i don't know kevin where did you kind of pick up the whole um as far as you know making the right choices and investments with our money you know how did you kind of learn that you know i think it started with uh it had to have started with my accounting job. So coming out of college, I took an accounting job, was making just a salary. And in my mind, barely getting by with that salary in the sense of, you know, after I was living with my parents at the time, but if I were to have lived on my own and I was doing the math and if I would have paid my rents and then paid my auto loan and paid my student loans, right. I wouldn't have had anything. Right, right. So it, it struck me that, number one, this isn't what I want to do. Then I took the went into real estate. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And it was very hard to to make money my first couple of years in real estate. Yeah, it's um, a challenge, man. It's a challenge. The diving into something new where you set your own schedule, where a check is never guaranteed. Uh, you know what a what a mind shift that is. Oh uh, man, absolutely. It's something that it scares the living shit out of people. You know, to be quite honest with you, yeah. uh, some people it freaks them out knowing that they got to wake up. And nothing is promised to them, yeah. you know, at the end of the week. Nothing is promised at the end of the year, at the yeah. end of the month. You know what I mean? So it's something to where you got to wake up and you got to have the vision. You got to have the the want to. And um, at the end of the day, too, I'll also say that some people are just wired that way, man. Some you people know? are. I think I'm one of those people where I was wired that way where I couldn't have the job. What Same. about you? Same. No, I think uh, we're not only wired that way, but for myself, it comes from a pace, a place of pain. And I mean pain in the sense of what I saw when I was younger was that money was the problem. Right. Money was the reason why there was sadness in my family, why there was hurt. And the lack of money, right? Lack of money. Exactly. Lack of money. Mm -hmm. Lack of money was the reason why uh, dad was upset. Lack of money was the reason why we couldn't buy this toy or we couldn't go here. Right. So I took that pain and that hurts and I realized I want to make a lot of money. Right. And but for the main reason is because I never want to hurt because of the lack of money. You don't want to go through that pain. I don't want to go through that pain. You know, it's crazy is that um, with me, it was pretty similar. And, you know, there's there's two things that motivate one another. It's either pain or pleasure. Right. Um my parents, same thing, you know, weren't rich. We didn't, were not a rich family. We were not, a, you know, a, even a very well-off family. But we were average middle class. You know, parents made a good a good living and, um, you know, for a decent amount of time. And then um, one thing I noticed about my parents, though, is that they were one of those spenders that I'm talking about. You know, my dad was the guy that he bought the boat. My dad was the guy that took the whole family to Vegas, took the whole family to New York. You know, we were going everywhere. We went to Mexico once a month. You know, we went everywhere. But the problem was is that there was no reserves, man. My my dad was doing all this stuff, and so was my mom. But it was on a paycheck-to-paycheck basis. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So... Spend all the money on the weekend, go to work, and then, you know, now you got to make the money back. Right, right. You know, so the infrastructure of if something were to happen, if the rainy day, God forbid, came, we were fucked. You know, it was something to where it was so easy for it to crumble. You know, so it's it's a little different to where, like, we lived a life as a family to where we had a lot of fun. We did a lot of things. But the moment that something happened, it was Armageddon. Yeah. You know, so that that's kind of what for me, I think I that's when I realized the importance of, you know, building a foundation and making sure that, you know, the day that I do make this amount of money, that amount of money, I have the foundation to, you know, we're in an industry where it's heavily dependent on the market. Right. right the market is booming right now, you know, yeah. not to get political, but, you know, dude, Donald Trump is got this market pumping like it's it's almost scary because the party's got to end sometime. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, but with that being said, um, one one day you and I, we're going to get that rainy day when it comes down to our businesses. Right. You know, it's going to come a time where it's going to take a shift and we're already seeing kind of a, somewhat of a shift. Right. And uh, through that shift, um, that's when we have to have that infrastructure strong and we have to have that stronghold to where we're not going to crumble when that happens yeah and and, you know not to uh 
sound too confident in myself, but even if the market shifted, my business would be fine. Oh, same here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, uh, I'm not worried at all. Um, but the reason I do what I do, reinvest in my money. Go ahead. I really know you quick. want to say something. Yeah. I know you're not worried, but why is that? Is because your foundation, you got a good foundation, though. That's it. I have a good foundation. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Is that if I didn't get a sale this week or whatever it may be, you're right. I have set up myself thus far to where I'm not dependent on a check coming in. Right. You're right. Yeah. And and that was different than my parents, different than how I used to live, different than I want to venture to say 80% of the people out there that if your check doesn't come in, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, definitely. You know, and and we we live in I mean, you and I we work in a, something to where our check is constantly teeter-tottering, you know, yeah. every day because deals are when when deals come about, something could go wrong, man. Yeah. You could open 10 escrows tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, or tomorrow Saturday. So you open ten escrows on Monday, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you open ten escrows, but maybe only five or six of them actually close. Right. Right. You yeah. know, and you have to account for that. You account Absolutely. for that. So yeah, you do. Uh, and you know the the main the main point is that thus far, I have we have reinvested a lot of the money that has come in, right. um, in the sense of in different investments and ultimately trying to. Find passive cash flow. Absolutely. Calculated risks. Calculated risk and money that's going to come in without us doing anything. And hopefully that's not dependent on the market. Right. Whether it be diversifying our portfolio in uh, Airbnb. Right. um, In elderly care homes. Which, by the way, you know, one of the things we wanted to mention, we're not going to get too much into it now, but we actually, one of the people that have reached out to us, um, we did partner with someone, you know, which it will be giving us some uh, positive cash flow on a yeah. monthly basis. And uh, we're very excited about that. You know, so something to where it was a nice investment of, you know, $50,000. Right. And um, right. that $50,000, you know, some people don't have that, but they're taking the vacations. You know, they drive the Maserati. That's a good they, point. They, you know, they still don't have a property to call their own. That's a good but, point. you know... You know, that's that's kind of one of the things to where I'm going to kind of digress a little bit. But that's one of the things to where everybody's winning on social media. You ever notice that? Right, right. Everybody's fucking winning, bro. Everyone. You know, everyone ev- lives the perfect life. Yeah. Has the perfect relationship. <laughs> exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Perfect job. Perfect. Everything is just fine and dandy on social media. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. But on social media, on social media you're painting your life the way you want it to be portrayed you know but with that being said um i can guarantee you you throw out you know maybe an 80 percent of the people are this way i want to say 90 percent of the people that are quote unquote winning on social media yeah. are living paycheck to paycheck man you know paycheck to paycheck but it's just not either you know we're not kind of that's not what we see we just see the wins exactly and and i think um, you know, outside of social media is is reality. 
Absolutely. It's reality. You know? Social media is its own unique world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pr- portray yourself to be whoever you want to be. Absolutely. That's kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. I, I think it's fucking badass. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> I like it, man. You know, I like it. But at the same time, um, I use it as a platform to, you know, like what we're doing right now. It's just, you know, we want to give value. We want to inspire. We right. want to do certain things. And, um, you know, social media allows us to do so many things. And, yeah, that is one of the things that, you know, where you can recreate yourself and uh, have everyone look at you as, as a certain way, um, yeah, that's pretty badass. But, you know, unfortunately, I think it hinders a lot of people. Yeah, and, you know, just the example that Mario gave, uh, someone that views our podcast, I know, has reached out to us and presented us with an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we bought into the company for 50000 and, and an important thing, not to cut you off because I'm, I'm going to let you continue, but just one thing I want to add is that we were ready for that opportunity. You know, so... Mm-hmm. You, that's one thing you got to think about is when opportunities come about, you got to make sure you're ready, you know, so letting you get back. Right. And, and you know, and a, reason, a, a big reason why is we had the money saved and we live modestly in order to uh, prepare ourselves for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just giving examples, uh, I drive a Nissan Altima. <laughs> Toyota Camry. Toyota Camry. And I love it. <laughs> you know, I think we had 50000 right there. I could have upgraded that Altima to, uh, I don't know, a Maserati, maybe a nice yeah. BMW. I don't know. I remember you contemplated a little bit on the Maserati, man. <laughs> I was. I was. It was very close, very close to doing it. But I settled on the decision. Not settled. I came to the understanding that I would rather invest or keep that money to invest in a opportunity where it would generate cash flow. That could pay for that Maserati eventually. Delayed gratification. Delayed gratification. And and what I mean by that is this business that we have invested in or our other businesses, they're producing a certain amount of income. A lot of them without us doing anything or right. very little. Exactly. And so I can depend on, hey, uh, 500 is going to come in from here a month. A thousand is going to come in from here without me doing anything. Right. And what I have told myself is the role like, okay, Kevin – you can buy toys with the passive income. Right. Now that I have 500 bucks coming in or 1500 bucks, now I can buy my nice uh, condo in Long Beach or, yeah. or at least a nice loft in Long Beach. Absolutely. And then the next 500 or 1000 now, Kevin, now with this passive income, you can buy your nice car that you've always wanted, the Maserati. Definitely. And, you know, one thing about you and I is that I know everything that we do – Everything that we purchase, whatever we get into, is always with with an intention. You know, there's an intention behind it. You know, what is – I think we're constantly looking for the ROI. You know what I mean? And that's what differentiates us from a lot of a lot of people, man. It, it's just – it's a high. It, for me, <laughs> it really it's, is, man. it's a high that I get because you know what? My, my parents never told me about this. Right. They never told me that you can make money not doing anything. Right. What a, what a weird – what a weird concept. But right. for for example, the Airbnb we have. Wait, I made $500 this month not doing shit. <laughs> yeah. Not doing shit. I exactly. literally I literally looked at my account after the month and it was positive $500. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's money you didn't even I mean, you probably forgot about, you know, at one point in time this month and next thing you know like, oh shit, that's right. I got the Airbnb. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. and, and you know and and it just it it creates that high because I think before the jobs I used to have, I would work very hard 
to make that $500. Right. Absolutely. And and now to to get money without putting a lot of hard work in, it's the ultimate satisfaction. That's the only way I could describe it. I agree, man. You know, because, um, you know, one of the things that my dad taught me was um, you could make a, a lot of money selling stuff. You know, you could mm-hmm. sell anything. My dad yeah. sold everything man <laughs> legal illegal my dad was a salesman yeah you know and uh with that being said though um he was a salesman but didn't have the means to let the money work for him he was constantly working for the money yeah you know so yeah given my dad my dad did have some money to you know maybe invest and buy a car and then flip it right away uh but a lot of times my dad was um making these sales without having to actually which he was a smart man, you know, so without actually having to put up his own money. But if my dad did put up his own money, he would have made a lot more. You know, I mean, we're talking maybe 50 percent more. But one of the things is that my dad was never able to do exactly what you just said. Cash flow, you're sleeping and the money's working for you. That's one. That was the biggest thing. There's no better feeling. There's no mm-hmm. better feeling. And I think we a lot of us, a lot of the millennial generation just from our parents weren't taught that right right exactly. uh, you know it was work hard it was go to school get a get your bachelor's right 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 uh, become uh you had a couple options you had doctor lawyer yep engineer and if you weren't good enough for those then second tier accountant no <laughs> yeah, offense yeah. to the accountant out there mm-hmm. but that's what i think my parents realized after i wasn't smart enough to become a doctor lawyer right uh, <laughs> accountant's not that bad hey accountant that's that's good it's steady it's safe there's yeah, a lot yeah. of accounting jobs out there so they're like yeah why don't you do that definitely and yeah. it no one tell me about the mentality of investing and then you'll get passive income and and start your own business and that's what we're hoping to do from this podcast Absolutely. And, and share our experiences um, and share how, you know, I can speak for me personally. I've struggled with money. I've had problems with money. Right. And the problems that I have now, after that I have money and I live comfortably, I would take these problems over not having money any single day. Dude. It is it is ridiculous. Like, And mm. sometimes I ground myself and I... I might have problems with a relationship or some other problem. Yeah. And I just think, Kevin, what are you what are you worrying about? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, man. Our problems are so minimal compared to what they used to be, right? Exactly. You know? It's gone from survival, true survival. And you know, people look at me and you've pointed out before my my name's my name's Kevin Brady. <laughs> right, I, right. I, I sound privileged just in mm-hmm. the name itself. Yeah. There was a lot of struggle. There's a lot of struggle right, for right. people that know me there. Um, you know, Mario and I, we didn't know each other, but we grew up in North Long Beach. I grew up right in front of Jordan High School. That's not a nice area. No, no. Um, if you're familiar with, uh, you know, Southern California and, you know, the Long Beach area, uh, in front of Jordan High School is probably one of the rougher places, um, you know, in in all of Long Beach in general. Yeah. And, you know, I, I look at I had an older cousin who lived in North Long Beach, too. Um, he was only family member. My aunt and him, he went to Jordan High School. Uh, <laughs> he ended up joining a gang, right. um, hanging out with the wrong crowd. Long story short, he ran away to Kansas. The one thing that I, not the one thing, but the highest thing that I that I thank my parents for is, 
although we lived in that area, I went to Bosco. Yeah. An all yeah. boys high school. That's an expensive school. A lot of people ask, hey, if you were so poor, why didn't you went to Bosco? Yeah, yeah. That that sounds privileged too. It, it sounds know, privileged. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was this. Bosco they base how much you pay off of how much your parents make as well. Okay. With that said, Something I didn't know. With that said, although I got 50% financial aid, my parents still had to come up with the other 50. Mm-hmm. What? That was a struggle. It yeah. was a struggle. The fights that came about from that struggle, countless times I told my parents, take me out of the school. Yeah. You guys are fighting every time I come home because of money. Why are you even sending me here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of pain. Again, it comes from pain. Um but ultimately, I thank them because they saw my cousin go one way and they did everything in their power, everything in their know-how mm-hmm. to get me to be able to go the other way. Yeah, dude, I I can resonate with that 100%. You know, I'm a guy, too, that, you know, North Long Beach um, family was, you know, I, my cousins watch this podcast, so I don't want to share too much of their yeah. stuff here. <laughs> but, uh, it's all right. you know, uh, a couple of, couple of my cousins went a different route too. um, you know, and love those guys to death, you know, but I know some of them are, uh, are making the fight back and, um, you know, others are still lost out there. Uh, one, one thing that I, you know, I'm very grateful for my parents too, was, um, you know, getting, finding the means to get out of North Long Beach. And I ended up going to Downey high school. Yep. Downey High School is one of the best schools in all of California, you know, and um, I think all of the country for for that matter. Oh, come know. on, it's not that good. No, it really is. You know, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, it's not Bosco, I'm you know. Fucking, <laughs> but but it was it's a really good high school, man. You know, so um, but even then, you know, the environment, you know, getting into that now is that you do the environment that you're in uh, changes everything. That could change, yeah. you know. You know, one decision can really direct your life a whole another direction, Yeah. you know, and so and I think environment has a lot to do with that. So, you know, me getting out of that environment uh, made me realize that I love entrepreneurship and, you know, here we are, you know, maybe 12 years later or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, long story short, man, um, that's one thing that, you know, I'm very grateful for as well. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, what the thing that motivates me a lot was, that you know, Making sure that um, I don't go down the path that my parents went down because I know that, like I said before, it it'll crumble. You know, one 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 thing that went wrong, it crumbled. You know, so uh, now I, I don't do that. I make sure that you know my base is a hundred percent sturdy. It's strong, and um, at the end of the day, the money that we do spend. You know, it's spent to make more money and, and yeah. hopefully because yeah. not everything goes perfect. You know, not everything goes uh, as planned. But at the end of the day, they're calculated risks in order to better ourselves and then ultimately reaching that goal. And, you know, with that, after saying those couple of things, um, I mean, have we ever told the podcast how old we actually are? <laughs> how old are you, man? I just turned 28 last month. I'm 26, you know, and um. And I, I like I take I say this shit with pride is that not too many people our age think this way right now, you know they still, no. I mean yeah, not to bag on anybody or anything like that but you know I mean they're buying five hundred dollar tickets to go to Coachella they're buying four hundred and fifty dollar tickets to go to fucking Vegas and go see EDC, um we're here grinding bro we're grinding you know what I mean and and again there's nothing wrong with that but at the end of the day it's like when you're doing it all the time. You know, and then it's just, uh, 
don't know, man. They, I, I got a I got a weird way of looking at people that do stuff like that, and then later on they're asking me for advice, like, "Hey, dude, what do you think? Should I do this? Should I do that?" It's like, motherfucker, stop partying. What are you celebrating? Yeah, you know? I, I I think it's ultimately I want to set myself up for the life that I want to live, and also my children and future generations. Right. In the, in the sense of this, like, I want to have enough passive income that I could pay all my bills, live in the house that I want to live in. Um, drive the car that I want to drive and then do truly what I want to do, whatever it may right. be. It might still be mortgages. It might still be real estate. Yeah, who knows? But then let's say my, my kid, let's say I have a kid and um, he wants to become an artist or something that let's just say doesn't generate a lot of income. Right. But it brings true happiness to him. Mm-hmm. A lot. I would love that. I would yeah. love for him to do something that he truly loves even if it doesn't bring a lot of money, but knowing that he still has money to cover his bills. Absolutely. Right? Because yeah. that that's a big problem for a lot of people is they don't follow their true passion because their true passion is not bringing in a lot of money. Exactly. But if I could start this trend where I could set up um, a, a certain way where or a certain cash flow mm-hmm. that my future generations would be taken care of and you could truly do whatever you want to do. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, it is, man. Yeah. It really is, you know. And then even even just piggybacking piggybacking off of that would be um I am a firm believer and I get your point 100% and uh, not that I'm disagreeing with you, but I I'm a firm believer that whatever your passion is, there is a market for it. Like I really truly believe that, man, you know. So, but at the same time, let's say you just want to do it for shits and giggles. But some people don't want to make money of it. Exactly. People, That's what I'm saying. Some people just want to uh, Help people at a charity, yeah. right? Maybe yeah. they want to do missionary work in Africa. And if you have rental properties that are paying you $5,000 a month, you can do that. And not worry about mm. it. And truly follow your passion and do whatever you want. Mm. And money doesn't influence you at all. Exactly. Uh, for us or for me, uh, same for you, I imagine. It, pain has given me that fire. Right. To and I and I and I'm thankful for it. Don't get me wrong. Like right, I, right. I'm thankful for the pain, the fire that makes me so competitive. Oh, definitely competitive, man. and uh, I want to win. I want to make money. But for my children, they uh, I, they won't have that. I plan, and I know it's going to be this way that they're going to be able to do whatever they want, right? Without no no pain, no pain, no fire. They might want to make more money. Sure, if that's them, that's them. If they just are born naturally competitive, yeah, so be it. But maybe they want to do something else that doesn't yeah. involve money, charity work, whatever it may be. They're going to be able to do that. I hear you, bro. Definitely. Uh-huh. So, you know, you're you providing that platform in order to give them that opportunity to do so. Yep. Uh, dude, I mean, that's money is freedom. You know, money the people that say that money isn't important. Fuck, dude. Let me know when you don't have insurance and, you know, all of a sudden you got cancer and you can't pay for your bills. Money is extremely important, you know. And uh, just recently, man, um, don't want to put anybody on blast, but, you know, I posted something on Instagram. And uh, there is this guy that – well, let me get into what the post said. The post said uh, one person – two people have $1,000, right? Kevin has 1000 bucks. Mario has 1000 bucks. Kevin buys a vacation that costs 650 bucks, right? So Kevin is left with three hundred and fifty dollars. That's right, right? Yeah, he's yeah, a mortgage yeah. guy. Sure, okay, sure, cool. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Mario has a thousand bucks, but he invests six hundred and fifty, um, and he positively cash flowed six fifty, and now he has thirteen fifty. Sure. 
But Mario didn't post that. He didn't say shit, you know. But Kevin told everyone, hey, I just went on a very nice vacation, which the vacation doesn't exist for 650, right? But, right, right, right? but, you know, we're just using round numbers. So Kevin looks like, oh, wow, you know, like Kevin must be doing very Kevin's well doing for well. himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, Mario behind the curtains is like, he's he's stacking. He's stacking. You yeah, know, yeah. He's, he's on the come up, escalating, you know, going up. So a guy said, yeah. He said, okay, yeah, but. What if the guy that went on the vacation is very happy, you know, and maybe that's his wealth, you know, just being happy? Well, I think that guy's fucking selfish, you know, quite personally. I think you're selfish as hell because it's not just about you. It's not just about your happiness. It's about your family. It's about like why, you know, like it's just if if it was just about you, then you're not successful. I truly believe that. And if you are successful and it's always been geared around you, it's only a matter of time before that crumbles too. Yeah. You know, so like that's, I'm sorry, I'm getting really passionate over here, but that's one thing that just irks me, bro. Yeah. You know, is that people, you know, you're over here talking about the opportunities you want to provide for your future kids that don't even exist yet. Right, They're not right. even here yet. You know what right. I mean? And just think about how big you're thinking. And same here, man, you know, Everything that I do is because if my son one day, which I mean, I wasn't the greatest student and he'll probably end up in entrepreneurship anyway. But <laughs> if my son said, hey, I want to go to Harvard, I want to be able to provide that for him. I don't yeah. want money to to say, hey, dude, um, sorry, man. You know, we just can't afford it. Right, you know, right. But you can go to Cal State L.A. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's just kind of where like that's where. It's bigger than us, bro. You know that? Like, it's just, it's just bigger than us. You know, yeah. it's not, it, I already impacted my life, you know, with the almost 200 grand that I made last year. And, you know, I'm probably going to go over that this year. Um, dude, my life is impacted. Like, I, I live a comfortable life right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't stop there. You know, I can't stop there. You know, my, my mom, my grandparents are still old and my grandpa's still, you know, trying to work and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, I need to really make sure that I take care of them, too, you yeah. know, because they took care of me, yeah. you know. So I, I, that, that's my belief. You know what I mean? So don't be selfish. That, no, no. It's a big thing for me. And, you know, my, um, you know, something I'll share. My mother works with me. Right. She works here at, at my mortgage company. She's the nicest lady I know. <laughs> well, th- <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and, man, that was a big, that was a dream of mine. Um that she would quit her job. She was a teacher teaching three-year-olds, preschool teacher. Gosh, I can't tell you. Um, one of her friends, uh, 49 years old, great health, looked like she was 30, 35. Right. Um, I, this was one of my mom's good friends. And I would nice. always look at her and be like, how old is she? Yeah, yeah. I, Figuring that I could date her, you know, I thought, I thought she was thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this woman ha- had a stroke. No shit, dude. Had a stroke at forty nine. No the way. Most in shape woman went to the gym every day. Healthy diet. Wow. I don't know if it had to do with the stress that's put on being a preschool teacher and being, uh, you know, of that age. It could, man. It could. It could. Yeah. And all I can tell you is that my mom, my mom wasn't in the same shape as her. Yeah. It, is it's not going to the gym every day. Sorry, Ma, if you're watching this. Um, it's not eating the same diet that, that her friend was eating. Right. Um, and, even, you know, that was kind of the last straw of like, holy crap, I got to get my mom out of this. Before that, I al- right. had always thought it. That was the final six months after that happened. My mom started working with me. 
Damn, and dude. that happened and it just clicked something in my head that there's a greater it's more than just me yeah you know dude, it's it more really than just is, me man. and it's more than just me right now yeah right now yeah. my mom is i don't 51 52 we'll say 50 my mom wants to say 51 we'll say 51 um <laughs> that's not old not at all it's bro. not old that's young it's young but you know, I always thought like, okay, when my parents retire, they're not going to have enough money. So when they get to retirement age or when my mom gets to 60, that's when I need to make money. Uh, no, 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 no. It's, no. you know, uh, when that happened, I was like, okay, I want my mom to come work with me so that she remains healthy. Right. Shoot, that we grow together yeah. in this company and that she can then do whatever side businesses she wants to do. She wants yeah. uh, she runs a side CPR business and she's really growing that and developing and it's it brings me a lot of joy. That's good, man. To see that she has the opportunity to develop her own business while working with my business and our, us working together. It doesn't get better than that, dude. It doesn't really, like it doesn't get better than that. That's success in itself, bro. You know, like it, I mean, a lot of people put a lot of people put possessions money as a success but like dude that's successful as fuck dude like you know you're able to provide opportunities dude how, how many people work under brooklyn financial uh nine people now bro that is nine people that's yeah. that's awesome dude you know what i mean like that journey man of, of you know of getting there like that's already a success you know and um it's just you know you're very blessed and you know i'm sure you're very thankful that you're ever able to provide that opportunity for your mom yeah. uh getting her out of a tough uh position that probably could have made her sick like her co-worker yeah yeah exactly you know and um so that's good man hats off to you thank you thank and and with that said you know one of the reasons we're shooting this episode is for this, like, what did we do and kind of sharing our experiences. And I'll share what, what I did here. A lot of my money was saved. Right. Kevin, where do you live, bro? <laughs> I live. I don't know if you want to share that or yeah, not, no, but I'll, I want to ask you anyway, dude. I, I live in a house and I live with uh, four other roommates. So it's five people in this house. I pay $500 a month for my room. Right. That's. 500 bucks a month 500 man. bucks a month hey what's your office what's your what's your <laughs> office hey, give, give me a ballpark bro you don't gotta make the yeah, i'll you tell know. you how much my office leases <laughs> 5800 5800 5, you see where his priorities are you know like that's that dude i i love that shit like the priorities are like 5800 office 500 place to rest his head yeah yeah Dude, that's fucking crazy when you think about it. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> it is. Have you even thought about that? Uh, it's a couple times. A couple times. <laughs> I figure I might as well just put a bed out here. This, yeah, this is dude. A, uh, yeah. <laughs> might as well. But you know, I look back at everything and man, what a like I said, we're shooting this to inspire others. And yeah. I hope it does. Is the money I saved for rent. I've been living there for almost three years now. Right. Um it's been reinvested. It's been reinvested. Um, what do you call it uh, in terms of happiness or uh, delayed de- delayed de- gratification? Delayed gratification, bro. I, I, that's exactly it. Uh, I delayed gratification in terms of yeah, I was making enough money. I could have bought my own studio, and but no, I I decided I'm going to just. I just need a room. I don't. I don't have a girlfriend, a wife. Uh, 
kids, dog, yeah, just yeah. myself. So I'm going to live in this little room. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And just reinvest everything into other investment opportunities and my business. Absolutely. Man. Everything. And, and I mean everything. Um, oh, I, I, I'm a witness. You're, you know? you're a witness to every, everything that comes in. And this is where, uh, you know, people have seen it. Everything goes back out. I don't, in terms of really saving in savings account, I don't do it. Yeah. If there's an opportunity, I'm going to, I'm going to keep firing. Yeah. And it's not going to be firing. It's not going to be putting my money to a new car. That's what money's for, man. It's what money for. And, and yeah. the, the phrase I use and, I'm dangerous. <laughs> I am dangerous now. And, no, you really are, dude. And it's yeah. it's such a good feeling to say that. Um, and I just want other people to experience that feeling because uh, for being a person that I'm all I'm co- consistently searching for happiness. Yeah. What makes me happy? And um, on a never-ending pursuit of happiness. Definitely, I, I can tell you this feeling. Of being able to invest in whatever I want to invest, being able to help whoever I want to help, it's an indescribable feeling. It doesn't get no better than that, man. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't, bro. And, you know, thanks for sharing that yeah. for sharing that story. And, uh, you know, Kevin's a guy that doesn't speak too much, you know, so sometimes we got to, like, get it out of him. But nevertheless, man, um, dude, I, you got a lot of nuggets to share, bro. I have, like, 10 you posts know? on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, I'm still working on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, dude, I mean, that that's that's inspiring, bro. And, you know, hats off to you again. I, I mean, I'll cheers to that, brother. <laughs> Thank you. You know, that's uh, that's definitely something to um, to be proud of, you know. But it's not done. It's not over. No, dude, we're just getting started. That's the best part. And and you know what? And I I hope our audience sees this is um, we're inspired. We're we're just we hope that someone out there. uh, I and this is what I told Mario. You know, before we shot this episode, right now, I'm hoping that I could speak to 22 year old Kevin, 23 year old, 21 year old, my younger self. Um, and a lot of people that are like my younger self, mm-hmm. because I, I was in a bad place, you know, in a bad place of, wait, is that it in life? Do I just become an accountant? Yeah. And, and that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. just it. I just keep going and work my way up and that's just it. No, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, you yeah. didn't accept it, bro. I didn't accept it. Um, no, I, I relate to that too, man. Um, I was working through an agency at a warehouse and they offered me a position to be there for 20 bucks an hour. And I never made 20 bucks an hour, you know, and um, at that time I was, you know, 21 and in between jobs. And um, I accepted the job at 9 a.m. And by 12 p.m. I quit the same day. And I, I quit because I was like, dude, fuck that. If I I'm not going to stay here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm this is it's not for me. And um, I had the courage to to say no i'm not accepting this nine to five life i'm not accepting this 30 minute lunch i'm not accepting this i'm dying to go to the restroom for 10 minutes to take a break from you know doing this and doing that because i fucking hate my job i said i'm not gonna be the guy that's on the forklift for seven and he's 70 years old you know and like and i i really want to you know kevin gave his piece my piece is like dude like don't man the fuck up like if you're at a job that you hate dude it's gonna work itself out bro it's it's really gonna work itself out like everything's gonna be fine but like 
don't stay you know what i mean like don't don't accept that as your reality and um i just can't that that's my piece of advice that i would give anyone is that don't don't just don't accept it because once you accept it i mean you're gonna be the guy on the deathbed that's you know regretting um what could have been or what should have happened and um and you just don't want to be that you know and um i want to share something a little deep here was um you know my dad passed away last year um i got to ask my dad um very a very tough question which was what did he regret wow um dude my dad with tears in his eyes and you know i don't want to get too into it because then there'll be tears in my eyes but uh my dad regretted a lot of uh, not going for it, you know, and uh, not fully going for it, you know, and um, and that's what I just want to tell you guys is, is don't don't be that person because um, if you could see the pain in you know a dying man's eyes saying that to you, um, I don't wish that on anyone. I don't wish anyone to be in that position, you know, not my worst enemy, which I don't have anything, God, but you know, if whoever it may be, um. I really, you know, I I just encourage you to to just go all in, go for it, and uh, if you fall, dude, that's part of the process. You know, it it, it's I'm very blessed and lucky that I fell early. I fell at 20 years old, you know, and fucking plenty of time to pick myself back up and build myself back up. And um, one more thing I'll share is, dude, don't compare yourself to other people. You know, yeah. and um. You, you probably look at Kevin here, probably look at me here. I mean, I used to compare myself to others and uh, it's not a healthy thing to do, you know, because everyone has different timing for certain things, Yeah, you know. And um, at the end of the day, I just think that um, when you do that, it just messes with your head. Instead, be be inspired. Run your race. Be inspired. That's exactly. Don't don't see it as a negative that this person's at a certain place and you're not. Exactly. There's a, gosh, this uh, 28-year-old, he's my age, and he's just making millions a year right right and uh i first became aware of them maybe a year and a half ago and at first my my initial reaction was like oh shoot i'm not doing that or he's yeah. better than me and i got a little taken back like oh yeah yeah, shoot, yeah. he's better <laughs> but instead now it's I, almost natural when it's that almost happens. natural yeah but instead over this year and a half i follow him i look at everything he's doing i am inspired i am learning yeah. it is um I, I've taken a lot of value. Yeah, yeah. Out of what he what he does, and it right. um, it has been a blessing that that I instead of taking that attitude of, oh man, I I I feel bad ab- about myself because I'm not where he's better than me. Yeah. Instead, oh, let me follow this guy and let me learn from him. Yeah, dude, drop your ego, right? Drop, drop your ego. Ego That's is the enemy. Ego is the fucking enemy. Ego is enemy. It really is. Man, I say that all the time, and I mm. I every time I say it, I say it with passion because it's mm. true, dude. If you could drop your ego, you could learn something, you know, from from yeah. anyone, from a lot of people. And yeah. I had to learn that because I had I had a huge ego when yeah. I was twenty years old, twenty one years yeah. old, man. You know, twenty year old driving a Mercedes Benz, it's like a year old. Your ego tends to grow a little bit. <laughs> and, and you know, what one one story that I want to share here is someone that works with me here at Brooklyn Financial. This this guy had just graduated college, got offered a job at a certain company that was going to pay him twenty dollars an hour, right? $20 an hour is about 42 k a year. Anyway, he reaches out to me on LinkedIn, um, just kind of seeing if I have any positions open. I said, yeah, you could come on. It would be minimum wage. No bonuses, just minimum yeah. for the first three months at least. 
this was, let's say, the last three months of last year. So he started in September, October, November, December, not making yeah. minimum wage. Yeah, yeah. This year, he will close out the year at 100K. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude, I'm so, I'm so happy for that guy. I, I know exactly who he's talking about, man. It's he like, that's fucking awesome. You know, saying that, even to myself, it, it gives that warm feeling, that goosebump feeling. It does. Um, it, it just, it, it's, he went for it. He yeah. could have had $20 an hour, or I think I was paying him 11 bucks an hour last year. No, no bonus, no nothing, just for the first yeah. three months. And this is what I really told him until you start bringing value to me, <laughs> yeah, your minimum wage, because yeah, I'm bringing exactly. all the value to you. Right. Um, How old is that guy? This guy is 23. 23? Yeah, 23. He turned 23 in December. Yeah. Um, that's crazy, man. I'm excited for that guy because I know his potential is. He, he will be. He's gonna be on this show pretty soon, by the way. He will. Yeah. He will be the wealthiest person in this room. No problem. He's way he's ahead of all you, of us. He's gonna be you. He's gonna be me. Ahead of us. Yeah, I, 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 told, I agree. I've, I've told him this to his face. Yeah, I agree. Way, way beyond what we're gonna be, and mm-hmm. it's because he had that mindset mindset shift so early. Um. Like, if you can go back huh, and be oh. like, oh, man, if I had what you had at that oh, age. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's amazing. But but the main point is he, he was at a crossroads, which many of you are at the same crossroads. And you have to look at yourself. If you have this gut feeling that something isn't right, if you're not truly happy with yourself, if something's bothering you inside, mm-hmm. you have to take the risk and follow what you really want to do. Yeah. Um, that's what this guy did. It's paid off. Um, and even if it doesn't pay off in dividends financially, I can almost guarantee you that just following your guts is going to make you that much happier. Uh, Absolutely. You're going to start enjoying the process. And I think that's the main thing is so many people, and this is, this is it with yeah. a lot of people, 80%, 90%, whatever the number is, they choose to keep suffering in the position that they're in yeah. rather than venture into the unknown. And maybe yeah. that's just us as humans. We rather still suffer yeah. in the knowing than venture into the unknown. Yeah, exactly. We man. are more scared of the unknown than to just stay in mm. our suffering or unhappiness. We'd rather just be, eh, I'm okay. Eh, I'm, un- I'm unhappy, but I'm not mm. totally unhappy. I could tolerate it. I could tolerate yeah, it. Yeah, I could tolerate it. So we'll just keep doing this. You know, don't be that person. Yeah, don't do it. Don't and, do it. and if you are on the fence and you're like, ah, should I, should I not? Just stop thinking about it. Stop when you think about it. Paralysis by analysis. Just do it. Don't it, be that person. It, you know, it, especially, especially if you don't have kids. If you don't, oh, man. oh my gosh, you. If you have no kids, you live at home with your parents, dude. You need to be doing high risk shit, dude. Like high risk. And, like, and if you have kids, you have to say you better save a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Enough reserves, yeah, and then do it. Stop spending. Stop going on vacation. Exactly. Get the reserves so that yep. you know you can take this risk for six months, a year, exactly, and still have enough saved to pay your regular bills. Yeah, you know, it's funny, dude. That you're exactly right. I, I read this thing one time. It was a meme on Instagram, I think, and it said millennials don't have enough for a down payment, but they're buying eleven dollar avocado toast. Mm, spot on. <laughs> Spot on. Dude, a $6 glass of orange juice. It's like, come on, dude. You know, seriously. And then if you do have kids, you just got to work harder, you know, but 
the work you're you're gonna have to work anything worth having is is working you know what i mean yeah so uh and if you have kids yeah just work harder but you should have a stronger motivation than the person that doesn't have kids in my opinion coming yeah. from a father himself you know and um because it's not just about you it's about them too you know and um dude build the legacy you know and it's it's just sometimes it's you gotta love the journey um when you fall in love with the journey, it's not even about the money anymore. You know, it's just about uh, just ah man, it's like, just leveling up. Like I said, different different things are going to mm. give you different highs. Whether it be yourself not having to work because you have the money coming in from your investments, or whether it's yourself seeing someone that works under you that's yeah. that's uh, making this money and becoming so successful. Different things will be bring you different levels of fulfillment mm-hmm. and. That's not something you could get at a regular job. I mean, it's it really isn't. Uh, um, I hear you, man. Uh, no, you can't. You know, and then at a regular job, I mean, you'll just always be capped out. You know, and, and maybe some people do live a very happy life working at a certain place. I mean, and if that's you, then great. You know, yeah. but it's. I think at the end of the day, it's about being happy. You know, and if it is. I, I just think the vast 100%. majority. Yeah, man. You know, and and I just think the vast majority of people. Everyone's looking for happiness. Yeah. You know, there, there's not one person that's like, nah, I'm okay being pissed off. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm all right being sad. I, I'm depressed sometimes. Yeah, but it's cool, you know? Yeah. No, dude, everyone's looking for happiness. And if you're not happy, you know, in your current situation, change it. You know, just, yeah. just change it. Absolutely. And work on yourself and your self-development. You know, something else I'll share is, mm-hmm. gosh, how much I spent on self-development the last couple months, monthly. Uh, shoot, I, um, I haven't even done the math, but... Yeah. $1,000 in mental self-development, seeing a life coach slash therapist. Right. $1,000 a month is what I paid for the last three months Yeah, seeing a therapist. I'll just say it. I'll just call it what it is. Yeah. I saw a therapist the last three months paying mm-hmm. $1,000 a month. Yeah, I'm seeing that same therapist. She does wonders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, but it's a game changer, right? And it's worth every fucking penny. It, it is self-development tailored to you. Exactly. Um, people hear therapists and they think, oh, there's something wrong with you or this, this and that. But I, that's definitely not the case. Um, it's, it's just always about improving, man. And if we're not growing, we're dying. You know, so. Exactly. That's and what it's all about. Exactly. And $1,000 on my mental health, uh, $300 a month with a personal trainer for my physical health. That's what I've invested in. And the returns are amazing. Amazing. And. They make me more clear-minded exactly. in order to excel at my job yeah. and create more wealth and mm-hmm. more money, and it's uh, it's a game changer. Oh, absolutely! And I work at I look at it as, dude, your your body is worth a thousand three hundred dollars a month. No, it's it's worth no, no, the investment. Is yeah, no, it's worth way more. Yeah, I think it's worth way. Yeah, you'd pay more. Yeah, that's what absolutely. I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> hopefully uh, our therapist isn't watching this. Isn't going to raise the price, but <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's worth more than that. So like right. you you gladly pay it is my point. Right, you know what I mean. You gladly pay it, and um, I mean, dude, at the end of the day, it's just about um you know what value you're going to get back from it, you know, and that's why you do it. Same here, you know, and, and I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll name drop one person right now, a buddy of mine, Fernando Caro. 
Fernando is a young guy, man, that um, I've, I tell everyone, you know, I defend this kid to the max, dude. This yeah. kid's like my little brother. And this guy is like super high risk on stuff that yeah. he's investing in himself. And he, lately he told me, he's like, yeah, dude, like I hired this guy to, uh, you know, take me under his wing. And, you know, he's teaching me this. He's teaching me that. And he's like, check it out. Like I'm implementing yeah. it and yeah, look yeah, what yeah. it's giving me. Dude, that guy charged him $25,000. Holy twenty five thousand dollars, and this guy didn't even fucking think. Twenty three year old kid, dude, didn't even think. He's like, boom, let's go. But he sees the value and he's willing to put in the work, and that's the difference between him and a lot of other people, you know. And um, and you know, given the kid is he's doing good, man. You know, thank God he's blessed, and mm-hmm. you know, he's his business is cranking, and so his numbers are coming in. But some people can't fathom spending ten dollars on themselves by eating something healthy. And here's yeah. a guy that's fucking over here twenty five thousand mm. dollars to vet, invest in his mindset, man. But what's that ROI going to give him in the long run? No, it's so good. It's so good. It, 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 it's so many different ways, man. Of you know, I mean, we talk about investing in assets, <laughs> investing in yourself, investing in your mindset. I mean, above all, you know, we're talking about investments. I think the best investment you can ever do is is the mindset. Personally. It's in yourself. Yeah, it's in yourself yeah. mentally and physically. Um, and I'm glad we touched upon it at at the end of this podcast here. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. This is a, a lot of passion, a lot of, uh, you know, I, I cursed a lot more on this one than every other podcast. It but was true. I, that's yeah. just how I felt. You know, I just how I felt. And this is something that's been on my mind a lot lately. And, uh, you know, I'm glad we got to sit down and do it because I know you've been thinking about this, too. Um, you know, Kevin and I, we know each other very well. And, um, I, you know, I, I know his I know his strengths. I know his weaknesses and vice versa. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kevin and I, we're, we're smashing a lot of things, uh, smashing a lot of goals lately. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're very blessed in that sense. So we wanted to get on here and share that with you guys. You know, so, um, hey, man, with that being said, I think it was a great episode. And. You guys already know where to find me, uh, Mario Arroyo, um, a.k.a. Agent Extraordinaire. Kevin Brady, a.k.a. Senior Brady on Instagram. Don't forget, if you guys ever have a business opportunity, a business idea that you guys want to run by us, we're always open ears. Um, You know, next episode, we're probably going to be partnering. Well, actually, we're going to be talking about the partnership that we're doing. um, We just invested in. That's actually called Juice Delight, in case any of you guys haven't heard of it. But uh, Juice Delight is the name of the company, and uh, we're very excited to have our partner on and, uh, you know, talk about it. And, um, you know, so, yeah, with that being said, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to add? Or? No, just that this is the other partnerships. We're looking to partner with you. 